glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The Hello, and welcome back to The Ump, also known as the Unnamed Movie Name Podcast. I forgot how to say that last time. I just said The Ump. But anyway, people uh, know by now. People know. <laughs> people know all, um, all the listeners, they know The Ump. So, w- welcome back to episode 9. Clearly, you can hear James's uh, lovely voice. Two weeks in a row, and lucky you. And uh, lucky you, there's no Alex and Niffy. Yeah. Dragging it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, my fellow umpers, it's glad to. Uh, umpers? Yeah, they're Do my we want to go for that? Because it sounds like humpers. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what Alex and Niffy are contesting like, on audio. They're like, you shouldn't be calling them umpers. I don't think they should. But they are, they're, they're my umpers. Can't we call them like the umpets? The umpets? Why? Yeah. Because, like, it uh, doesn't sound like humpers, and also it implies that they're all women. Uh, <laughs> like French women, the umpets. No, no, no. I wouldn't want them to be French women. Not that I've got anything against French women. It's I mean, just besides like, that, you know, you know I'm, like... a, I'm a kind of guy. I'm all over. This is reaching globally, and I want all the women of the world to feel appreciated. Because women listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Women listen to it as much as men do. <laughs> which is not no, at no, all no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like random people like retards just by, by accidentally people clicking. accidentally clicking on it <laughs> yeah so what's this <laughs> yeah. I want to be an umper <laughs> what, what a depressing way to start the podcast yeah it is I yeah. guess but I guess that's who we are we're, we're like our it's umpers been, it's been depressing times in Britain recently yeah I mean the, the writing and stuff it's yeah I, actually I do want to give a shout out to the rights and I want to thank uh, James for buying our new equipment <laughs> I've <laughs> oh, got a plush new studio. <laughs> oh. Nice. So, which building did you burn down? <laughs> I don't. Arson just isn't like. I don't know what goes through the mind of arsonists. But you do mug Malaysian uh, international students. No, of course. You know what? I want to talk about that video briefly. Right. People have obviously seen the bit where he gets helped up and then people then take things from his backpack. And it's horrible. But oh. I said I said to, I said to uh, my friend the other day, you know what would have been more horrible? The video of him getting smashed in the face and then left on the ground. But no one's talking about the person that punched him in the face and left him on yeah, the ground. Yeah, but who did though? Who knows? But the same people that commit the crimes when people get robbed every day. No, but the thing is, right, uh, I mean, obviously, clearly, they captured that video after he got knocked out, I think. I mean, just yeah, but no, in but the but sense, yeah, like... But my, my point is that people have a moral outrage about... They're, they're like... People are surprised that someone would rob someone that has been injured, but no one is commenting on the fact that, number one, people... This pe- pe- these people that robbed him are people that robbed many other people in the past. And number two, someone before that had knocked him out. Yeah. No one's mentioned that. I know, but the thing is, it's like, but what worse is someone's already. I mean, these guys who are part of the riot, right? That they yeah, they weren't part of the riot because they were embarking and they're embarking. Embarking had something. I mean, it didn't go off that much, but it had some. Is is going to happen? Something. I mean, the same with Ilford Lane is about to kick off, and nothing really mm-hmm. kind of came out. Like, I think some few glass smashed glasses happened, which is still bad for businesses at the mm-hmm. end of the day. But um, again, it's just it wasn't that. It's just the uh, you know because these people who are the riot people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, before it got to this level, the point was people are trying to say, "Oh, they're doing it for social reasons," and you know because social politics are you know and social structure right now the UK is really crumbling mm-hmm. you know that's why people are rioting because they're so fed up mm-hmm. yet they don't help their own fellow people you know these young guys who are 
you know, getting beaten up, they don't help them out, they rob them. Mm-hmm. And that's the point they're trying to make. These people are not good. They just change shit. They're like, you know, the fact that they're rioting because they can't take it against the man and all that. The thing is, when I went down Croydon, right, like, like last week, mm-hmm. they smashed up, like, personal business rather than the bank. So it clearly tells you that these people are full of shit at the end of the day. But you, the, the, there were many different things that happened in many different areas, so there's no point in trying to lump no, but I'm yeah. just saying. Give examples, but anyway, uh, you know, we really wish, uh, you know, we really wish our condolences to all the people who suffered in the riot, yeah. you know, and the businesses. But you know, we got the, the people that lost their homes, which is <laughs> yeah, terrible. That that too. But we have a show. Do to we produce? Do we have a show? <laughs> we have a show. Do we have a show? Yes. So now, from all that nice and depressing news, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the next news, which is kind of depressing if you knew about it. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, Dave Disney was planning to do a movie uh, with the Lone Ranger, which had Johnny Depp and uh, Arnie Hammer. And Arnie Hammer is the actor from Social Network who played the Winkle Voss twins. Oh yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Everybody knows who Johnny Depp is, I assume. Yeah. But anyway, um, le- I mean, the only thing I know about Lone Ranger was it was a TV show back in like the 60s or 50s, black and white. Uh, and th- there was a part- duo basically fighting crime every week. Yep. One was a one was a Lone Ranger, which Arnie Hammer will play. And then Johnny Depp will play Tonto, who's the Native American. Mm-hmm. And it was just going to be about their escapades or something. But basically, what's happened now is... Disney have halted production. Mm-hmm. They have surprisingly, uh, you know, they stopped. They don't want the film to go on forward. Now, I, I mean, I'll give you some points, like why, you know, what I think what the factors are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and what I think is quite odd. Uh, first of all, you know, when you have Johnny Depp as probably one, probably the most bankable star right now in the world, yep. right? I mean, the fact he's got, what, at least three films that went over a billion dollars each, you mm-hmm. know, the pirate films mm-hmm. and then uh on top of that he's uh y- you know you got so you have that and he you got Arnie Hammer who's up and coming as well and uh but the thing was you'd argue is uh because of the poor performance by Cowboys and Aliens in the in US mm-hmm. I think that's what popped uh, Disney because it was like why would you you know if you put like a like a big budget western it doesn't succeed in their yeah. opinion mm-hmm. so what do you think of that James like you know for these factors Johnny Depp and everything I think that's quite um, a reasonable claim because if I was movie studios nowadays they like to stick with you know the safe bets and they right now what they think is popular is you know maybe these superhero movies and stuff and then you haven't really had a western in a long while like the Lone Ranger isn't in the um, you know the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, people aren't really in. Well, I don't know if they're into like cowboys and like westerns, but they aren't really in other parts of culture for movies to then latch onto it and then make something of it. So I wouldn't be. I'm not surprised by them dropping it. Yeah, I think people outside the US probably won't that be that much attracted to the westerns. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one I think can think of recently that's been a massive success, got absolute massive box office success in terms of westerns, mm-hmm. is uh, the Coen Brothers film, True Grip. Okay, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. So that, that made like over $140 million alone in the US. Yeah. So... That you know, so I think, and I think when you're meshing the sci-fi, then you're selling that you know, getting a big budget like hundred sixty million dollar film mm-hmm. like Cowboys and Aliens, yeah. you can't sell the concept of uh, the Western part to uh, like you know countries like in probably in Europe, I'd say, or mm-hmm. in Japan. I don't mm-hmm. think it'd be that interesting. But um, you know, the other thing is, 
the uh, the budget itself, like, I mean, they're reporting that the budget was actually at $250 million, and that's batshit insane for Western. Yeah. How on earth? Mm-hmm. What is Disney doing? Uh, you know, the fact that, um, you know, you got... Why would you do a $250 million film? I just don't understand that. That's batshit mental. I mean, how expensive are the guns? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I just can't imagine it. It's just... Uh, and I don't know I mean it seems like a I mean I can't remember Lone Ranger having any high concept things like sci-fi elements to it I can't I mean the only thing that I could possibly think that could make the cost really high is if they have to film for a really long time on location so if you can't do a lot of you have to be, if they're going to be out on open planes a lot you right. can't really be in the studio you've got to send the whole production team yeah. to be out in some like small backwaters for months on end and you're paying because you remember you, it's really paying all those people to stay out there will really put the costs up yeah yeah exactly and the other thing actually I forgot to mention was that Gore Verbinski was also in, in line to directors and you know he's the one who'd done the first trilogy of the Pirates so clearly mm-hmm. and he had the Ring franchise as well so he can make franchises Gore yeah. Verbinski and you know he made Rango as well mm-hmm. and he has a, so one thing I can appreciate is Verbinski has a good visual eye but overall I don't know why this project would cost um, this much. I have no idea. I think if something like True Grit, like I think it's a pretty good film. I don't love it as others, mm-hmm. but I think it does capture action and uh, like that sense of great shots. You know, and I, I can't unless you know Lone Ranger's doing some like mix of uh, you know like horror and I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking. I have no idea why a film would cost two hundred fifty million dollars. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the next part, and this is. Uh, Mike Myers is close to doing, uh, close to a deal where he's going to come back and uh, do Austin Powers Four. Now, James, what do you think Austin Powers Four? I think coming to fruition. I think that's good because because Mike Myers has not done anything since Austin Powers Three that I can think of that I enjoyed. Right. And also, I liked Austin Powers Three. I like all the Austin Powers films, so I like to see another one. Like you can't, I don't see how you could possibly go wrong with it. It's just like. You know, mindless mindless comedy is easy to do. <laughs> I'll laugh. Um, and uh, Doctor, the Doctor Evil character is always hilarious. <laughs> He's always going to be hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you, but I never liked... Uh, I mean, I thought the second and third were okay, yeah. but I just still love the first one. You know? mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, it's just at that moment, the first time I watched it, I never laughed so hard. Mm-hmm. But I think the jokes are so worn thin but maybe it's the only thing that'll make Mike Myers come out of some sort of rut yeah because it's like what did he do the guru one or is it the, yeah. love, the love guru yeah oh god that looked absolutely <laughs> shit and I don't know he's done some other big fucking stinkers he's been in some shit hasn't he yeah <laughs> but as long as you don't get annoying actresses like Beyonce I can't oh what was wrong with Beyonce she, she I'm a sassy black lady she and was, I'm gonna black she was trying uh, 70s black black exploitation character. Of course, she's gonna be. Yeah, but she sassy. wasn't doing it really well. What do you mean? She had. She was, it was shit. overacting. <laughs> I think it was just shit. Oh God. I don't know. I mean, like I don't know. I just thought it was pretty shit. I, mean, I can't really explain. I, just, you, uh, I don't think Beyonce's a good actress. All right. I think. Anyways, well, you I can agree. Okay. I can agree. Part. I can agree. Okay. With that. She's not the best actress. Okay. I think. Okay. I'll put this really. Uh, I think it's unfair for me to say. Okay. okay. Her character was fine, mm-hmm. but the acting was shit, so mm-hmm. it didn't make the character interesting. Especially when you have... Even though Mike Myers... I didn't like that, you know, gold member, right? Mm-hmm. The thing was, he's still a 
good enough comedic actor for it yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had Michael Caine in there, and mm-hmm. he was okay as well in it. And I like the Dutch guy. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what his name is right now. What's his name? What guy? The Dutch guy, you know, the one in uh, number three. Oh, gold member, Dutch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's no! so many. You confused me with that. There's another Dutch guy. <laughs> okay, okay. So a you're looking forward to Austin Powers 4. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Mike Myers do something that's not shit. <laughs> I think it's the only way that you can do you something not have shit. Have you seen Love Guru? No, I've, I've, just seen, like, I've just seen clips of it and like the trailer when it came out ages ago. And it just doesn't just look shit. It is pretty. Did you I mean, actually watch I it? I saw like ten minutes of it, and okay. it's the most offensive thing I've seen. <laughs> and there's a bit right where he invites Jessica Alba over or something, mm-hmm. and they're like doing cooking, right? And he gets this random like pastry, right? That's got like some round potato balls in it, and he starts dipping them in oil, and he's like, and he's like these balls, and it, basically it's a ball sack, it's yeah. ma- male bit ball sack, right? Yeah. Scrotum, and he's just like, and it, it's meant to emphasize that you know. He's dipping in hot oil. He's like, yeah. and he's keep making noise like, ooh, dipping hot oil, ooh, taking it out, ooh, dipping hot yeah. oil. It's just so bad. You know, it's that kind of like very obnoxious and crude humor mm-hmm. that just doesn't work. And it's so obvious mm-hmm. and very childish that you know, and you know, all the Shrek films are shit, <laughs> besides one. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> that is very, very true. And like, two, and one, and two one's, was watchable. One's, two and one's watch- all right. It's not even that great. Like, watching it again, like, one's quite good, but it's not... No, two's watchable. Two's watchable. It? I think it's watchable, but, like, three is I didn't like, atrocious. I didn't, like, I didn't like two at all. Oh, is it? No, but have you seen three? No, I think I've seen, like, half of three. I watched part of it, and I was just like, this is shit. Oh, uh, dude, so it is. Three is fucking shocking, but... Okay, so, uh, next thing I want to talk about is... Uh, oh, little clap. Yes, uh, <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about Patrick Wilson, an actor I like. He's from uh, he's Night Owl from a uh, Watchmen. Okay, and he's yeah. also from he's in Insidious. Mm-hmm. He's a I, I think he's a pretty good actor, and he's joined the cast of Ridley Scott's Prometheus, which is meant to be kind of like the spin-off slash reboot, or you know, like uh, of uh, Alien. Okay, so what is this a TV series or a no? Film? No, it's a film. It's okay. an actual film. It's like it's got Charlie Theron. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. It's got Numi Rapace from the uh, the Dragon trilogy, the Tattoo Dragon trilogy. The hell, the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. that one. And then uh, you got you know, and you got Damon Lindelof writing it as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, the Lost writer. So. Um, yeah, so I think it's got quite a good cast already. Yeah. And adding Patrick Wilson, I don't know what his role is, they haven't specified yet, but it's quite interesting. I mean, another cool thing, have you seen Alien? Yeah. You know, so the cool thing is Michael Fassbender will play the uh, the robot, the android. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like absolutely perfect mm-hmm. for him, you know, even though I think, you know, he's not going to be like his charming-esque self. Yeah. Right? He, mm-hmm. he can be. Um, I still think that... Uh, yeah, the, overall the cast is really interesting, in my opinion. Oh shit! So I actually didn't see that, but also it just. Oh, I just read that. Yeah, it just Elba. It just Elba's in everything now. He's, uh, he's, he's, got he's in, in uh, Ghost Rider too, as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's in. He's getting a lot of film projects, which I'm quite happy with. But anyway, with Patrick Wilson, uh, he's a good actor joining Ridley Scott's. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um... Yeah, we just got a bit... <laughs> An albatross came in and stole the recording device, and we had to get it back off him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about, like, uh, Patrick Wilson. Yep. Uh, so, you find that good? You find that as a good sign for this film? Um, I didn't really like him in Watchmen, and I can't think of anything else that I've seen him in. 
So that's probably a bad sign <laughs> so far. But um, I don't know. Uh, they sound like they've got quite a big cast of like good actors in right, it. So yeah. like, I mean, even if he's bad, he can't fuck up that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I guess so. It's got quite a good, uh, you know, ensemble. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so last piece of news, and I think the most important piece of news is that Eddie Murphy is to voice Hong Kong Fury. <laughs> <laughs> now, James, what do you think of that? Um, you know what? Like, I like the cartoon Hong Kong Fury. Like, I really like Hong Kong Fury. <laughs> like, people said Hong Kong Fury is not good, but it's good. Like, the theme music just is amazing. And the film... It's a, a dog doing karate, but he's not actually very good at it. I mean, I'm sorry, it's Kung, Kung Fu. It's good, but then again, Eddie Murphy has been in some stinkers, and I don't, I don't want him to fuck up Hong Kong Fu for me. It's got that bad for Eddie Murphy, who's probably one in the past would have been one of the greatest comedy actors. That he's been in so many bad films that I'm thinking that he's gonna fuck up a cartoon <laughs> in the seventies. Well, to be honest, I don't know who's first gonna be interested in watching Hong Kong Fu. I mean, I loved it as a kid, yeah, but like as a like you said, the the. the the cultural zeitgeist just yeah. is not demanding this in any and way. And as a film, how how long could you possibly watch a Hong Kong furry film? <laughs> film? Like, oh, those, the cartoons are obviously like six minutes long for each like individual story. To try and make that into like anything like 80 minutes would probably be hell. Oh, and uh, the other thing is, right, uh, shit, what I was going to say, uh, what I was going to say, oh God, can't you can't remember what he was going to say. No, I remember, in a way, yeah, the other thing is this is going to be a live action slash animated film. So I imagine the dogs will be animated, so it's going to be. Oh, those so are always this, awful. Yeah, like the Smurfs and stuff. So, oh. so I'm thinking this is going down the shitter. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so and I don't think, like, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a very strong. Uh, like team behind it as a production, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got Brett Ratner producing it along with uh, I think the guy who directed Tooth Fairy Two. <laughs> mm, I've not even heard of that film. I, I think there's only Tooth Fairy One. I didn't even yeah. know there was a Tooth Fairy One. Yeah, the, the Rock was in it. Oh, I remember that. I remember oh, that, that right. yeah. Maybe is that called the Tooth Fairy? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him being in a Tooth Fairy. Film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So. Clearly, all we're trying to say is Eddie Murphy's really going down the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Mike Myers, I mean, although Mike Myers is doing more of a positive thing, with, mm-hmm. well, more positive than his love guru bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at least you got that to look forward to. Mm. But it's really depressing for these actors, right? It is. <laughs> what is, uh, what's happening to, especially, com- are there any good, who are the good comic actors nowadays? Is it the people that are in kind of... The, like the, the Judd Apatow Yeah, thing. the Judd Apatow thing. Yeah, yeah. just like Seth Rogen. Yeah. You know, everybody's annoyed by him. And then, uh... Shit, what else is there? Uh, oh, there's... What's it? There's, yeah, there's Seth Rogen and... Billy and Bill Hader and... You know, the guy... But I'm just saying super bad guys, basically. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam Sandler's a dick. <laughs> but those people can only really just play, like, lay about arseholes. They're not like... Like, Eddie Murphy's a real comedian. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, no, now well, they do, he's as much they, a joke as his jokes were in the past. But they do stand up. I mean, those guys have done stand up. Uh, I think Jonah Hill does stand up. Oh, really? Seth Rogen definitely did do stand up. Really? I can imagine Seth Rogen being awful at stand up. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Aziz Ansari? That I one? really like him. He's really, really funny. I've well, listened well, to some of his. Oh, okay. I've seen some sketches that he's done, like for things. He's really funny. Well, why have you seen him in? 
What have I seen him in? Uh, what in films or just anything? Anything. Uh, so like I've seen him on a few like funny or die sketches. I've watched a few. I've watched like um, his. I forget what the name of his stand up is, but I watched half of it before um, my girlfriend's sister made me turn it off. Um, and I. What has he been in? There's a film he's been in as well that I thought was quite funny, in, but I can't remember. I mean, he's got a film coming out called 30 Minutes or Less with Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, then. And uh, it's meant to be like a... It's a mix, like a, it's a comedy, between, it's a heist comedy kind of thing. Heist comedy? Yeah, because it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into this plot, but he's in it. With, okay. And, you know, it's, it looks okay, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like him, but I don't think he's that great as people like like... You think what, he, is he, is he, what do you what is it that you don't like about him? Um, I mean, I like him in Parks and Recreation. He's really mm-hmm. good in that in terms of show. Mm-hmm. But his jokes, what I thought, were pretty bland. Like I don't know, they were on that show. No, not on that show, but in the stand-up. I've seen, okay. one, I've seen one of his stand-ups. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it's just very okay. I think if you're if you're not much, if you don't watch a lot of comedy shows, I guess, yeah. then you might enjoy it a lot more mm-hmm. than others. I mean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, I think, because I think, I, I think it's because the standards we've had in comedy history, you know, yeah. in terms of comedy shows, mm-hmm. it's uh, very rare to, um, you know, find something extreme funny. I think the other thing was, I did watch it on my own, which didn't help. Yeah. I think when you watch your mates, again, you'll laugh mm-hmm. your ass off and, uh, yeah, I think I just didn't get into that. Yeah. But you should know, I'm just interested in Aziz Ansari, like, you know, what, I th- you know, what people think of him, what people think of him in the UK, mm-hmm. especially. Because in America, he's pretty much loved by every critic kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, in the UK, I don't think many people know him. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, you do. I mean, it's like, hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I spend a lot of time on my own watching things on the internet, so. Yeah, like your <laughs> impressive website, Egotastic. Is that what it's called? Um, what? That la- that, your... That website? Yeah, the lady... It's, it's called, uh, Egotastic, yeah. <laughs> Egotastic. Yeah. Why is it called that? Why do you think it's actually called that? That's pretty odd. I mean, if you're showing sexy women on a, on a website, I don't know how that's egotastic. It's because, um, like, I don't know, because it's kind of like, the way it started off, really, was it wasn't just, just the pictures of the women, but it also had gossip on it. <laughs> So oh, okay. I don't really know. Like I don't know why. Why is Google called Google? Like you know. No, that's different. That's like kind of that's like product brand name. Why is Yahoo called Yahoo? Yahoo. I've never said Yahoo when I use Yahoo. <laughs> no, but I'm. That's different. I'm saying like. <laughs> but uh, I guess so. I mean, there's like. The... Why? Why are we called the unnamed movie name podcast? <laughs> There'll never be an answer for these mysteries. <laughs> God, bringing you all back to full circle, James. <laughs> bringing it back to full circle. Uh, okay, then. Um, I think that's enough of news. Yeah. If there's unless you want to talk about something on your mind, James, is this something uh, you would like to share? New? No, not Anything? Really. You want to share anything? Anything I share? No. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, not really. Well, um, I would like to say I'm not jobless anymore. Yeah. Well, possibly. I could really fuck you up with the whole... Uh, my advice would be don't fuck it up. Yeah, but well, that's not an advice. That's just... it, if you've got a job, does that mean that you'll have less time to watch films and do <gasps> podcasts? Because I think our one listener might be really upset <laughs> if we have to stop. 
Yeah. You're still, you promise that you're dedicated to the podcast. I solemnly swear. <laughs> <laughs> I solemnly swear to be obliging my duty to the unnamed movie name podcast. Also that was known a really bad accent, kind of turned <laughs> kind of Indian halfway through. Yeah, also known as the ump to my fellow umpers. <laughs> Umpets. <laughs> so it's either the umpers or the umpets. If we actually get eventually a uh, listening audience, yeah. we should actually have some kind of vote. Like, I think you know, so, yeah. so we can actually either call the umpets or the umpers. I think I'll win. I'm but, 100% sure that I'll win. Well, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we will. We'll. Yeah, uh, okay then. Okay, so enough of that random rambling yeah. uh, let's go on and talk about the trailers okay cool so <laughs> anyway um, first trailer I want to talk about is uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin we which stars uh, Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. who is an uglier version of uh, the other lady the one in uh, Benjamin Button oh shit I just forgot oh, um, I've forgotten her name as well Oh, is, it, is it Kate Blanchett? Yeah, Kate Blanchett. She's an uglier version of Kate Blanchett. Is she? Yeah, she is. I don't think that she's... Oh, she's definitely uglier than Kate Blanchett, but I don't... I, don't think I see some like... I think it's just a redhead and pale skinned. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, to be honest, in saying that statement, all white women look the same to me as well, <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, shit, sure, I completely forgot we'd go to what we watched as well. I completely forgot to mention What do you that. mean? I, I just completely forgot that we were actually going to discuss that later, like after the trailers. We're talking about what we watched. <laughs> I mean, I just completely... But why are you remembering it now? I just completely forgot. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> you, really, you really fucked up the flow of this uh, conversation. I'm just tired, James. Anyway, uh, let's go on forward, right? Um, okay, so it's got... Fuck, what's the other guy's name? Bill something? No, Jim Riley? Jim, Jim, oh yeah, that's it, Jim it's... Riley. I don't know. It's the guy that was in um, that... Uh, <laughs> what's this, a dick? That film... <laughs> He's got curly hair. What the fuck? Oh, I can't remember now. Tilda Swinton. I have no idea what this guy's name is. It's Jim Riley. No, it's not Jim Riley. Why who the fuck is Jim Riley? That's something else. Does it matter what his name is? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so... If you've seen the trailer for... We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, it's... Pretty uh, disturbing. Yeah, right? it was kind of like. <laughs> so when I'm watching the trailer, I'm always looking to see if I can work out what I'm gonna get from the film. And then, so what I got from that trailer was really just like creepiness. It made me feel uneasy because I wasn't really sure what was going on, and I wasn't even sure who was trying to make me feel creepy. Like there was there was a voiceover that was just weird. And um, what's her name? Whatever, t- 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 Tilda Swinton. Swinton was acting weird I don't like, I don't know what's going on which usually I think is a bad point but um, for this I think it was if it was aiming to be creepy then it definitely it definitely hit its point yeah uh, and just to rem- remind myself it was actually John C. Riley, not Jim Riley. Okay. <laughs> this is being a dick anyway uh, so yeah for me yeah, I feel the same you know, the creepiness to it I mean the story is basically but from what I can figure, mm-hmm. the kid that Tilda Swinton and John C. Ryder have turns out to be pretty much evil, mm-hmm. and it's just her psychological breakdown mm-hmm. through her son being a complete psycho, I guess. Yeah. Even though they don't show him being anything psychotic, it just seems like he's on the brink of evil. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm not... I, I, 
I mean, I think Tilda Swinton's a pretty decent actress. Uh, I, I like John C. Reilly. I think uh, it's nice that he's coming back a bit more into mm-hmm. a dramatic role. I mean, he does a lot of comedy, but he was... I think he started off as a you know, pretty much a character actor in mm-hmm. a lot of dramas. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in Magnolia. And he's actually pretty funny in Magnolia, but mm-hmm. still. Um, yeah, I think overall with the cast and... Yeah, the premise is kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't watch it in cinema. I'd definitely watch it as a DVD, like a... Mm-hmm. Probably watch with a couple of friends just so I don't yeah. feel freaked out. <laughs> it looks really disturbing. It just looks very uneasy. I don't think it's a film you want to watch mm-hmm. and then go to sleep to afterwards kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? I like that... Um, so they had quotes coming up with people, what people thought of the film uh, during the trailer. And one of them was from the guy that wrote the book that the film's adapted from. Oh, is it? And it said, like, um, this is like a su- superb adaptation of my book, which is something I would imagine someone would want to say, because if people see the film and then buy his book again, he's making some more money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at least he likes it. So, you know, if you like the book, then you should like the film. Yay. Anyway, so let's go to the next film. Uh, I think we're going to go from uh, really bleak to just getting less bleaker. Mm-hmm. So the next one I'm going to talk about is Coriolanus, mm-hmm. which is the directed by Ralph Fiennes and starring him as well. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Jessica Chastain. It's got... Oh, fuck, why am I forgetting names today? Sarah Butler. That's it. And Brian Cox as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, And the thing's the adaptation of a Shakespeare play. Yeah. So what do you... James think of Coriolanus from the trailer I kind of like the trailer I kind of feel I like it when uh, they take Shakespeare's um, writing and then put it into like visuals that I can really get into I thought like the visuals looked like really it looked like um, what did it remind me of I don't know why modern warfare (laughs) (laughs) maybe in some parts but the way I think the way it looked a little bit reminded me of that children of men film Oh yeah, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the, and I kind of like that about it. And I, but also, whenever I see Gerard's but Gerard Butler's face, it takes me out of the moment because I think about him going, "This is Sparta," so I can't really take him seriously. But I like the trailer. It kind of made me want to watch it, but maybe not in the cinema. I don't know. Okay, like, maybe like late night TV watching it, eleven o'clock. I don't know. What I'm going to do the rest of my evening, <laughs> but. It did look interesting, maybe a little bit too smart for me, because sometimes when I watch um, Shakespeare, because I think it's, I don't even think it's adapted, I think it's actual Shakespeare words. Yeah, I think they take the dialogue. Some, like, I'm a little bit too dumb to, you know, watch Shakespeare. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shakespeare wasn't all that. (laughs) Well, don't say that to people. (laughs) Uh, No, um, I, I like it, I think it looks pretty interesting. What I find fascinating is the actual premise like it doesn't seem it's tied to any uh, country or actually any nation I don't think it's I mean because you look at the, the the conference room they have or something it doesn't look like a British parliament no 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 but I, no, I think it is British because well, there's a bit where there's a TV and it says BBC but then again you know they've got BBC worldwide yeah oh it's just because it looked like a quite war-torn place as mm-hmm. well so it seemed like it was another place it just mm-hmm. didn't seem like there's a UK army mm-hmm. I mean because it Looks like he's gonna carry a rebellion. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine a ten man, whatever Ocarinanus is doing. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like that's what he's building up to. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was thinking it looks like a more of a just a different world premise. I could be completely wrong. I just, uh, but it just didn't look like it was part of the UK, and mm-hmm. that, and I can't imagine America because everyone's speaking with proper British accents. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, other than that, yeah, I think action wise, it looks 
interesting. I like Ralph Fiennes. I think he's a pretty intense actor. Um, I just but I prefer Liam Neeson because they look the same. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but Liam Neeson's got like hair, and Ralph Fiennes doesn't usually. He's got hair, obviously, but he's really short. But Liam Neeson's is usually longer. Really? Yeah. So Liam Neeson's just kind of like comes down a bit. It's like probably about four inches, whereas Ralph Fiennes probably has a number. Number two, number All right. number one most of the time. Uh, keep Aaron cutting, buddy. <laughs> what did you say? Keep Aaron cutting. Keep Aaron cutting? Yeah, it's, you know it's the barber who got his uh, uh, you know, barber shop smashed up and everybody in a donation and it's called Keep Aaron Cutting. No, I didn't no, know. Yeah. No, yeah, that's why I was like relating to that, you know, because... Okay, well, that went over my head. Yeah, probably, over probably everyone's head. head. Yeah, the, the one listener's head. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, yeah, he was, you know, he's from the right as well. But anyway, going forward... To the trailer I really liked and uh, I really want to look forward to talk about is uh, a very howling Kumar Christmas. Yep, 3D. 3D. It's in the names, you have to say. <laughs> so, uh, James, what do you think of this trailer? Um, I thought the trailer was actually quite good, actually, because I like it when comedy films where it didn't look like it was one of those trailers where they just stuck in all the jokes and hoped that you would be like, oh, it's got some jokes in it, I'll see it. Like, it kind of, like, um, it alluded to what would be funny moments. And I like Harold and Kumar. I like the previous two films. The first one I think I like more. Right. Um, I don't know if it's in my head, but this I feel like this one seems extra mad-capped. Like, yeah. two took it up a notch again. And this seems like it's just craziness. Well, uh, well spoilers <laughs> for the second uh, Harold and Kumar. But, and I say spoilers that... Um, NPH is back from the dead. <laughs> but you know, which uh, is pretty awesome mm-hmm. and pretty hilarious, just like how they people. From the trailer, it looks like they just don't give a fuck, like, mm-hmm. just want NPH back, and mm-hmm. simple as that. And uh, I like how he's uh, still adhering to his persona, like, you know, you know, the meta version, like, he's actually getting real life, mm-hmm. but he's clearly, like, using that now mm-hmm. in this film, so that's pretty cool. I'm liking how they're actually using the 3D effect, and that's the way I want 3D to actually work in a way like the gimmicky aspect yeah, to yeah, it yeah. rather than this oh it's immersing you mm-hmm. bullshit it's like no it's paid to you know as a gimmick but in a oh, very excuse me I'm gonna do wait I need to wait are you fine? no queefing I was gonna sneeze oh, okay. I just wanted I didn't want it to yeah but carry on so. uh, as long as you didn't queef <laughs> I didn't queef I, don't, I can't queef you need to queef with a vagina don't you? I don't I'm gonna admit, I'm not 100% sure what I know if I know what queefing is no you're right but yes but James, what I'm trying to Oh, you're confess. saying I have a vagina. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very smooth. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, overall, I thought the trailer was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I enjoy the last two films. I do think the first one's a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. I don't personally think the... I, I mean, I think the first one works on every level, so I don't think the third one will be funny as that. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think I'll still have a good time. Yeah. Like, the second one was pretty funny. Uh, I mean... I think it got too much into the romantic side that I just didn't care for. Mm-hmm. But I liked how stupid it got in some places. Yeah. And the, the, the air bombing scene was pretty funny, the airplane bombing scene. Uh, you know, when he says he's got a bong. Okay, yeah. Which just makes Kumar the most stupidest person <laughs> ever if he got a bong. <laughs> I mean, who carries a bong on a goddamn plane? Lots of people. Right. Uh, probably in Holland. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brazil. In Brazil? I They've don't got a lot of weed there. 
Do they? I don't really know a lot about the the drug <laughs> of different countries. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that's basically our trailer spotting done. Yay! 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 Yay. Uh, so we, know, so we left on a very happy note there. Yeah, we did, yeah. But we're now going to talk about what we've been watching or what we're consuming. Little, he did a little Consum- dance just there. Yeah, what He's we so consumed. Excited. What we consumed! Yeah. So well, I'm gonna burp now. Uh, <laughs> so why did you burp, James? Because you consumed something, and I'm I like, ah, you ah, I told you I didn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I had a cheeky pizza. Uh, <laughs> cheeky pizza. I was, what flavor? What topping does that have? Cheeky was, pizza. It, it had uh, it had a flavoring of glorious, glorious sustenance. <laughs> I did it to uh, just because I was hungry, and that's what I ate. Just about. What, 40 minutes ago or something like that? 40 minutes? Was that how long ago? I don't know how long we've been recording, but basically I finished it just before we started recording. Uh, yeah. So if you can... I don't know if uh, flavours can go across the internet, but maybe if you listen to this, you can pick up maybe a tomato-y, herby kind of feel. But, With a yeah. bit of mozzarella. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if I had mozzarella on top, because... What kind of pizza I think it was just cheddar, you know. <laughs> cheddar. It's just cheddar. Just cheddar, yeah. I, I guess it was, I didn't get it from like a shitty Tesco value. Actually, it was from Sainsbury's. It wasn't value. Oh. It wasn't value. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, James just took off his glasses and gave me the look. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, so I, yeah, because I'm a Muslim. <gasps> Controversial. We've lost another listener since <laughs> then. <laughs> but it's Ramadan right now, so basically we're starving all day. But the good thing is we actually have also food by the end of the day because we're all starving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not compared to those African kids, but, you know, come on. Uh, oh, burn! Take that, Africa. <laughs> so a lot, a lot, a lot of Africa is Muslim, so they're, mm-hmm. they're fasting as well. <laughs> out of... Uh, no, out of... Uh, not because they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Another burn for Africa. <laughs> but I've been having a lot of nice samosas. Have you? Spring rolls. What, what kind of samosas? Meat ones. Those Meat mince ones. Meat, those okay. mince meat ones. Those, really like those mince meat ones, yeah. yeah well, no yeah. vegetable samosas. Don't no, we, we had the veggie spring rolls. Okay, yeah. So that suffices. Mm-hmm. A uh, lot of fruit chart, which is like, uh, it's basically a whole bunch of mix of fruit from grapes mm-hmm. to apples to banana, mixed uh, all put in an egg mango juice mm-hmm. so it's pretty delicious so how long is it until uh, Ramadan ends end of August the end of August yep when did it start it started on 1st of August okay so it should be yeah, it should be like okay because it's it's only it's 28 days the month isn't it it's no. a lunar month <laughs> what are you about? No. How long is it then? It's three days. What do you mean it's three days? It's three, it's three days to Ramadan. Okay, fine. How am I supposed to know? I thought it was lunar months. Because you're brown. I thought it was lunar months. Your lunar mental. month is 28 days. You're crazy. I don't dude. think even you know. You just do. You, your your mum just tells you and you're just like, yeah, whatever. You don't even know what's going Shut on. Shut up. So you're looking forward to Eid? I'm looking forward to it, but because I now have a job, I don't know if I can actually enjoy Eid. What do you mean? Because I have to start. If I get a job, I get. Well, if I get a job, I start on the 30th. And Eid is like 31st then, or, or on the 30th. Yeah, but why wouldn't you be able to enjoy it? Because I won't be there, I'll be working. Yeah, not, yeah but n- not all day. They don't like leave, leave putting you in a workhouse for 24 hours. No, but, you know, I have to wake up the next day as well, so I can't really party all night. That's You know, that's the problem with you. You used to be, you used to be able to party all night, but now you've become this old man. I never partied with you. I think, I'm, I think I went once or twice I used to watch you party. From outside, <laughs> I used to be like, 
Yeah, with you my danced all night and smoked sisha with your friends and didn't invite me. You don't smoke. No, I don't because sisha is disgusting. I actually stopped smoking anyway. Stop smoking what? Sisha. Because it's, it's disgusting. Cigarettes are better than shisha. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. At least cigarettes taste of something. Shisha, shisha doesn't. Something. No, it doesn't. You have to go to a good one, James. Of, like shit. It does taste of shit. So. No, it doesn't. It tastes of flavors that you choose to have. No, it doesn't mouth. taste of those flavors though. Whereas cigarettes taste Look, of tobacco. You don't smoke it, so how can you? Argue I have that? smoked it. Is my you point. have smoked it? But yeah. I'm smoking it. <laughs> You're smoking it now. But I was smoking it like a couple of weeks ago, so my my data is more relevant. So where do you recommend people go for shisha then? Somewhere in Manchester. Somewhere in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I, I'm not one of those guys like, blood, let's go to Al Farouk and shisha cafe and this and that. I'm like, I don't know what they're called. I just go. I just you go. just go and, where anyone tells you to do. Yeah, I just, just want to sheep. I'm going to smoke. I want to get my gateway drug going on. Gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. I don't even bother with gateway drug. I'm just on crack straight away. <laughs> crack. Like, I figure if people like crack so much, it must have some good points. <laughs> right, so, and, and, it's, and it's cheaper than cocaine. So. And it helps to grow the economy because you have large exports coming from that country. Exactly. So, so influx. Good you for, have to think about Good that. for crack, isn't it? Like, yeah, good for crack. Uh, so, James, what have you been watching? Um, I think on Saturday night, I watched a short film, 20-minute film, French film, uh, called uh, Logorama. Or logo rama, can't exactly pronounce it. So basically, it's uh, LA, right? Set in LA, but everything is made out of like uh, different merchandising logos and stuff, right? So in the zoo, you've got Lacoste, Lacoste crocodiles, and like um, the Republican elephant, and the police are Michelin men, and there's a criminal, there's a criminal that's um, that's Ronald McDonald, and um, Basically, they just built up the whole film out of just uh, logos. And uh, it's 20 minutes long. In the film, basically, LA gets destroyed. And it's supposed to be about how uh, we don't even notice how everything in our world is like merchandise and logos. Right. But overall, that can be destroyed uh, by nature. Because really, nature and what's natural is what like controls it. And these things are just like the facade, the fa- facade on the surface that we're seeing. Facade. The facade, facade, like they're both words. So you say potato, I say potato. Oh yeah. You say tomato, I say fuck you. <laughs> and, like, so, but I liked it. It was only twenty minutes long, and it was enjoyable. Little French, but not French. It's not in French, obviously in English. Cartoon looked really nice. But it was French made. French made, yeah. Okay, and uh, anything else you've been watching? Um, not that I can remember off the top of my head. I went to go see a play. Oh, you got to yeah, go to that. Go to that. I saw the cherry cherry orchard. At a national theatre. Um and I didn't like it, but my girlfriend did. I felt like uh sometimes there was a lot of really pointless monologues in it and the acting was poor. Oh okay, um well, what is the cherry orchard? Uh, cherry orchard, so it's basically It's cherry orchard, isn't it? Orchard. Is it? Orchard, an orchard like of trees of cherries. Yeah, I thought you just call it orchard. Orchid? No, Orchid's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually being orchid, which is a. a oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying, you fruit, you know, like, uh, okay. you're, you're pansy. Um, the tree's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, basically, um, it's about a Russian family, uh, aristocratic family, um, that lose it, that's lost their money or they have no income. 
and it's after the serfs, which were basically the Russian peasants that were basically slaves, were basically given their freedom, and how a serf is now buying their cherry orchard, which was their home, and it's in the role reversal of how these aristocrats, which they believe they deserve everything, and they refuse to change their ways, are getting taken over by like the peasants that are better at making money and like capitalism's taking over the old ways of just if you're rich you're rich and if you work you don't get what you deserve from that work and that's basically the themes of that play so but what did you find what, what did you enjoy or what did you not enjoy about it what, what, did you, what why did you think it failed what i enjoyed about it and so so i can't be sure whether i don't like the play the cherry orchard or i didn't like the production because Firstly, um, it had to be translated from Russian yeah. by someone, so they may have translated it badly. And the acting was pretty hammy, uh, at least on the night, because it was the last night of the show. Mm-hmm. So that might have influenced it. But what I didn't like, I felt there was... I felt um, there was quite... I didn't like the monologues in it that were really long, and I, they didn't seem to lead the story along. Uh, there was a lot of characters in it, but only, I think, one of them I felt was really well-developed. Um there was about two or three side stories to the play that were almost pointless and didn't um, give anything to like the actual general theme of right. what the play is about. But what I did like, I thought the idea is good. The theme is good, like of basically of that period and of um, aristocrats, cats, crats being taken <laughs> taken over and like change. But I just didn't like it really. Why did you, Why do you think your girlfriend liked it? Uh, she, I think she liked it. Why did she say she liked it? She didn't give a good reason. She just she's one of these people that just says I like that. Or I not. think it's because she took you with her, so she should name. No, but she we went to see another play um, two weeks ago, uh, Emperor and Galilean, which she hated, and I said and I liked, but she didn't like it because um, she didn't like the main character in that. So James, you talk, you do you go, do you go to quite a few plays? I mean, you haven't told me. About not this. really. Like um, we just got some tickets for cheap, really. So. We thought we'd try and pretend to be cultured because usually we just sit around and watch my big fat gypsy wedding and eat chips. So instead, we thought we'd go see some plays. And did you try to shake hands with white people to feel cultured? I really—that's really—that's one of the things I don't go to the theatre because every time I go to the theatre and I go with my girlfriend who's Asian or at least she looks Asian. Where is she? She is Asian. She's half Asian, half white. Is she? Yeah. But every time I go there, like, you know, you're sitting there with, like, middle-aged white guys with weird beards. And, like, <laughs> and they all, and at, and at, like, the interval, they all go get a glass of wine. And I'm sitting there, like, in, like, my night T-shirt and, like, my stupid trainers. And I feel, like, really out of place. All right, fair enough. Uh, so, um, is that just about it, really? About... Uh, that's what I've been consuming, really. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so I'm just going to go on. The first film I'm going to talk about is... Uh... Screen 4. Screen 4? Yes, Screen okay. 4. I just watched that recently. So, uh, remind me, which one was that one? That's the latest one. That's like the new one that came out in April. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, just, I've not seen that one yet. No, no, I imagine you didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it's directed again by Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. It's got the original stars coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Courtney Cox, David yeah. Arquette. And I can't remember the other girl's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, what is her name? Oh, I know her name is Sydney Biscuit, but yeah. Oh, um, Neve Campbell. Yes, Neve Campbell. Yes, that's it. But anyway, um, you got that. You and you, now you, what they have also in the cast is like very much 
the up-to-date teen stars in it, like yeah. from all the teen shows, like from, you know, like shows like, I think it's like Gossip Girl or something. Okay, I'm not, yeah. I don't know, but it's something like that. But, uh, <laughs> and he's trying to pretend he doesn't not, watch Gossip Girl. I used to watch Gossip Girl, but... I don't read uh, Gossip Girl. He's got like all no, the I, I, you know, The like, only girl I know properly from there is commu- the community girl. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Uh, but yeah, I just want to say... I really like this film. I genuinely, genuinely mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I thought... It, I mean, I never found the screen films anyway scary. I never found them... I found them a bit thrilling, but nothing to the point where mm-hmm. I cared for the characters to the point like, oh my god, I just always enjoyed the meta-ness of it. Like, in the sense of, uh, you know, the fact that they're always commenting on, uh, yeah. on the mm-hmm. filming as, as a horror film, and, mm-hmm. you know, these are the rules you have to uh, apply to. And... Uh, you know, and Scream 2 was a complete joke and just went stupid, right? But Scream mm-hmm. 1 and 2 are pretty cool because with Scream 2, you, you know, they focus on sequels. Yeah. In this, they're now focusing on, like, basically a remake and a reboot at the same time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty interesting, like, because uh, mm-hmm. they get, like... Um, I mean, and the twist is really good at the end. Mm-hmm. So I recommend just to watch it for that. Okay. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, again, it's just really funny. I mean, I think they kind of fell at what... I mean, there's a pit where they should have cut the film off. Mm-hmm. And if they did, it truly was succeeded, in my opinion, because yeah. of what a reboot is. Yeah. Especially with this, because it wasn't really a reboot mm-hmm. or remake. It was more of a sequel at the same time. Yeah. But they tried to... It's, it's really interesting how they integrate it, because you obviously carry on the storyline, mm-hmm. but it's so meta in the way that they're trying to reboot the story. Yeah. And it's just... it's it's There's a lot... I think there's layers to it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it didn't critically it wasn't that well it did, mm-hmm. you know, and it box office wise it completely messed up, mm-hmm. didn't do that great. Uh but I, I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it's funny, I thought it was a lot of fun and uh I think it's a good it's a good watch you know, to watch with your friends at night and just when you just wanna have a nice T V uh movie to watch really. Yeah. Uh, but um yeah, I highly recommend that. Uh the next one we'll talk about is uh Planet of the Apes the original 1968 film. Okay. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. This film is amazing. Like it's got uh, you, it's uh, starring Charles Heston, mm-hmm. and it's got Roddy McDowell, who's also from the original Fright Night, and he's pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is you also have Rod Serling. He adapts the screenplay, and Rod Serling's the writer and creator of uh, the Twilight Zone, yeah. the TV series. Yeah. So. And it's just amazing. And Charles Heston is probably... It's just like his acting for that time, you know, that it's very Charles Heston-esque, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like... I can't really describe it. I wouldn't say it's ha- it is hammy in a way, but mm-hmm. it's, it's that typical kind of like over-the-top theatrical acting that you have in the 60s. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not what, what acting modernised to in the 70s and 80s where yeah. people are actually acting. Like in the real world, it's mm-hmm. very much, you know, that kind of... It's got that stage kind of feeling. Even though it's shot outdoor, all of it. It's just yeah. that stage setting it gives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like... Um, but yeah, the storyline's really good. I really like what the themes it brings up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're talking about from racism to class and mm-hmm. uh, evolution to mm-hmm. religion and cults, really. And mm-hmm. I find that all really fascinating. It really does work overall. I think there are one a bit stupid moments for the plot to move in terms of plot device. Yeah. But it still works really well. Uh, Charles Heston I know I said he's he's acting but there's like a moment I mean he has some awesome lines that come up in Rise of the Planet of the Apes that are repeated yeah. uh, you know like uh, get your hands off me you damn dirty ape we'll, we'll talk about that later 
<laughs> He's got some things. I've, I've got some things to say. I got something to talk about. Uh, what was that? Was that a Jamaican accent? I don't know. That <laughs> well, at least you did say Jamaican, so I, I, that's what I was aiming for. Even if it was awful, <laughs> it was even if it was awful one, at least you figured it out. Okay, <laughs> but um, you got that, and then there's a moment where have you seen the original? Actually, I've not seen it all the way through. Okay, but there's at the start, right, when they get out of the ship and they come mm-hmm. out of the lake. One bit I found really funny was. Uh, and I found it awesome was, and it's a, such a sixties kind of feeling to it as well. Where Langdon, the other astronaut, mm-hmm. uh, plants an American flag there, mm-hmm. and uh, Charles Heston just starts cackling, and you think it eventually cut off or like fade away, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. It's just him. It goes on for another like ten seconds of him <laughs> cackling, like you know, he's like the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, goes on for another 10 seconds you're like this is so weird but, but awesome at the same time uh, that's really cool and the other funny thing is they walk in a ridiculously hot desert right mm-hmm. and you see Charles Heston smoking a massive Cuban cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> like who carries a Cuban cigar on a you know with them on that on the NASA flight ship thing. people that appreciate a good smoke <laughs> a good smoke yes and then they smoke in the desert that's completely smart mm-hmm. but that's what that's the thing that Charles Heston has that awesomeness of mm-hmm. um, smoking <laughs> smoking in a desert but you know the twist ending as well right yeah of course I mean, yeah. it's, that's and then, ingrained in yeah it's actually months. a DVD cover as well so yeah. people should know what it is I mean that's the whole point of Rise of the Planet of the Apes it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so pretty stupid if you didn't yeah. know that but um yeah I thought the ending still worked really well mm-hmm. I really yeah again it's not that very action heavy but I just love I just love the acting, the directing, the uh, mm-hmm. you know the dialogue between them. So it's great chemistry between everyone. The makeup is actually really well done. Mm-hmm. The only issue is it seems like there's puppetry when you look at the mouth because mm-hmm. obviously they can't move the lips in the mm-hmm. way to pronounce the words. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought acting really well. I had really good comedy. It had some good aspects of you know humor in it, but mm-hmm. also drama and themes. I genuinely loved it. I th- I mean. Oh, we'll talk about Rise of the Planet of the Apes and how we we'll compare it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, another film I watched was uh, Super, the uh, James Gunn direct film with Ryan Wilson and uh, God, what's her name? Ellen Page in it with oh, okay. Kevin Bacon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise is basically uh, Ryan Ryan Wilson loses his wife, which is Liv Tyler, and uh, some things happen to him psychologically that lead him to think he should become a superhero. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's like Kick-Ass, but more demented mm-hmm. and a lot more violent. And mm-hmm. uh, real, not realistic, but realistic in the sense, like, if this happened in real world, like, in some ways, it just gives you that kind of feel, like, just because how gory it is, actually. Yeah. It's pretty disturbing, all the things, what happens in it. But I've got to say, this film, I really like it. I thought... Um, I wouldn't say it has themes, but it's more like it's a it's a really good character piece mm-hmm. of uh, Ryan Wilson as uh, mm-hmm. the Crimson Bolt, and uh, it changes tone quite a lot. Like there's a lot of sad drama in it. Yeah. It's quite sad. It's quite dark. Mm-hmm. But it has very good humor at the same time because of the things that Super does because he's such a violent mm-hmm. superhero. And, you know the way the way he tries to defeat his enemies is pretty disturbing. Mm-hmm. And Ellen Page is a uh, does a, her character's pretty amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's so off the charts. Like, I would not imagine. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's not like Juno, but 
everything Ellen Page like. No, no, but like, I, it's not like Juno. It is Juno. Yeah, no, no, but it's not Juno. Stop calling it Ellen Page, actually. I, 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 <laughs> I only refer to her as Juno. Okay, oh. this is Juno if she was actually psychotic. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to just gonna say that. Like, and it's pretty interesting how she is mm-hmm. and how she develops in the film. Um, but yeah, it's really funny in some places. I've heard uh, from a couple of commentators that considering that film came so soon after Kick-Ass that it didn't really stand up compared to it how do you feel like it, I, do I, you prefer it because I didn't a lot of people really liked Kick-Ass and I thought it was okay right. and people said that this film was worse than Kick-Ass so I, did, so I didn't right. see it for that reason uh, I would actually the thing is I have on, on a rewatch of Kick-Ass mm-hmm. first time I loved it I yeah. did love it but second time I watched it I just did not like it yeah. I was really bored I mm-hmm. just I just, I mean, yeah, I think the uh, the sheen goes away straight away. Mm-hmm. But Super, there's no sheen. It is a very, just a low-budget, mm-hmm. tough film. And I think, I think uh, it is a better film. But I reckon, like, first time watch, I think it's fine to watch on your own. But yeah. second time, I don't think it's so much a chore, but I think it's enjoyable to watch it someone else and mm-hmm. someone who hasn't seen it and uh, to see their reaction in a way. Because it is such a polarizing film. Mm-hmm. But it has, it's just, again, it has a lot, it has some really nice moments in it as well. Like, you know, you really, like, it touches you in some ways, in a good way, but it mm-hmm. makes you laugh. It gives you the action you need. It's, you know, you've got Michael Rooker in it as well. You've got Kevin Bacon in it. So it's all well acted, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but I think it is better than Kid Cass. Mm-hmm. So Controversial! So people should definitely, <laughs> so people definitely should give it a look. And, um... Another thing I want to just quickly talk about TV show wise was I mean I just started watching Cowboy Bebop, the anime. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, yeah, basically it's just like the, it's the future where you know there's intergalactic space travel mm-hmm. and it's uh, surrounding a, a, a group of people. Uh, one and the leader, well, kind of leader is uh, Spike Spiegel, who's like mm-hmm. a bounty hunter with other two people who are bounty hunters, but he's like the skilled martial artist he's a cool guy mm-hmm. he's got like an 80s kind of attire where he rolls up his blazer sleeves mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he's um, yeah I, I really like it I love the concepts they bring in the, into the world and how they um, say the world will grow and you know how they use Mars and Venus and I like the other thing and I read this a bit uh, from the director he really like, he tried to uh, really put an influx in terms of uh, variety in terms of race mm-hmm because you don't... Well, first you don't just see that in any cartoon, really. Mm-hmm. But in this, is like they've just got someone who's like an Indian villain or, you know, someone who's like Italian and then no one's see You, know, mm-hmm. you see those kind of people and it's like, oh, that's nice to see at least yeah. in a film. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in a... Uh, no, in a film, sorry. In a, in a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that. And that was in, this was made in 98. Mm-hmm. So it shows you how forward-thinking the director was. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, and I just think overall the action is really cool. The story is pretty interesting. Uh, just the overall world, the universe is really awesome as well. And oh yeah, that's the thing I actually want to mention. There's a reboot of Thundercats. Like they're making a new cartoon series of Thundercats. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. actually watched uh, the first two episodes. It was one big episode, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. I mean, I don't think it's definitely not going for the old. Thundercats is actually, I mean, one thing I'd say is actually trying to develop the characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thundercats is like, you know, Tigo was that, Lino mm-hmm. was one person, and yeah. you always find them relying, and they always defeat Mumra. Yeah. But this is actually going with the format of Avatar. 
the last airbender okay so that's why i'm really into it right now like it's following that format of them traveling the okay, okay then okay so that's why i'm super into mm-hmm. it and uh i think it looks really promising i thoroughly would say people check out mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's what we consumed mm. uh james if there's anything else in your mind you want to talk about anything else on my mind yeah um wish i had a bigger penis that'd be I, that'd be good but is your girlfriend complaining no, she's happy with it. She's very happy with it. But I'm just saying, like, it's not even, it's not, you know, for sex. It's for just, you know, when you take a piss next to a man just so he knows that you're the man with the bigger penis. <laughs> right, that's why I, I, mean, I never piss at a bowl. Because yeah. I don't want to look at someone's penis. You know, do you, do you, well... I don't want to buy accident look at someone's penis as well, especially because I'm circumcised. So I just find a way when I see someone's uh, turtle, oh, uh, really? turtle shelf. They're really good, to be honest. Do you have a... Foreskin. Are you circumcised? No, I mean, foreskins are really good. But are you circumcised? No, how would I... If, I wouldn't be able to make that statement if I was circumcised, would I? I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that's what... That's just... That was on my mind. But yeah, that's it. Oh, and a quick rant about Arsenal. Fabulous left today. Why would you even mention that? <laughs> Why would you break my heart? No, um, he was obviously... He was going to go for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is, is that I don't think that we've got any clue of how we're going to set up the team <laughs> we're dead uh, without him it's not that we're dead because the problem is it isn't even that we need to replace a midfielder I just don't know who's going to score for Arsenal we can't score for Toffee <laughs> uh, yeah you possibly uh, yeah that's the problem because Jimena is amazing as King is sent off in. Yeah. <laughs> you know well done uh, Van Persie is okay but he's not a natural predatory goal scorer he opinion. needs support right yeah he, he needs, needs support. support and uh, Nasri is going as well eventually so mm-hmm. uh we basically lost two massive attacking midfielders. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely fucked. That's what I'm thinking. You should. Well, you're pretty pessimistic. We're not. I fucked. am pessimistic. We're just. We're slightly more fucked. <laughs> but uh, we were fucked last uh, season. Should, so should we start a pod- football podcast as well? Why? Because it would just be us whining about how Arsenal won't win it. No, we'll, we'll actually talk about the weekend. No, it'd be the most depressing thing in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I've had conversation with you about football, but this is a statement that I've made um, to many other people. I hate every football team in the world, including Arsenal. I just hate Arsenal slightly less than I hate all the other teams. So even though I I do like football, but I really hate it. It makes me angry. And yeah. I can't just rant about it for too long. Yeah. Because um, it makes me crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. I think we'll leave you at that. Um, yeah, because, sorry, this is, I know if you're not into football, then we apologise, but tough shit. I don't apologise. <laughs> Fuck you. You should like football. It's a good hey, sport. Fuck you. And not to James, to the listeners. <laughs> now, we've already said enough fuck you to the listeners and abused them enough in the past. Uh, we'll be now coming back with the uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Hey, review! It's the big review. Whoop, whoop. That was an whoop, whoop. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to the final segment of the show. As always, we're going to do our 
review. And this is on the, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. review, directed by Rupert Wyatt, his second feature film. His first was The Escapist. He had Brian Cox in it, as he has in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have James Franco starring in it. You have Frida Pinto, uh, John Lithgow. And Lithgow. 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 John Lithgow. It's not a cow. It's Gow. It's Lithgow. Alright, we're not going to discuss this any further. <laughs> <laughs> you got Andy Serkis as well, who's playing uh, the, basically the title... Well, not the title character, the main character, mm-hmm. I'd say, which is uh, Caesar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, James, what did you think of Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Or as, uh, I think people are putting as the Rot Poter thing. The Rot Poter thing? Rot Poter, Rise of the Planet of oh, the okay. Apes. Um, <laughs> uh, I described this film when I spoke to my friend about it briefly today as uh, super okay. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't angry that I saw it. I won't. I can't. I won't call it bad, but I won't say that it's good. It's got some good bits about it, but it wasn't great. Okay. What did you think? Well, I mean, before we go into that, I just want to say because we talked about what yeah. we thought of Rise of yeah. the Apes in our first episode, mm-hmm. how we thought it just looked atrocious. Yeah. So I mean, so I'll just say I I really like this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least we have a better, bit more positive outcome of it. Yeah. Compared to what we thought of it, it did it did not turn out how I thought when I first saw the first trailer. I saw for it, it wasn't like what I thought it was going right. to be. But in saying that, um, actually. The, the scenes that I enjoyed the most were the scenes that I saw in that first trailer. Really? So, I mean, in the end, maybe I don't even know what I want. But, uh, I, but, go, tell me, you, you, said, you, you said you like the film, so I want, I want you to start, I want you to start off with positives, because it's better to start off with positives. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not going to spoil this until probably, we'll give it, like, we'll talk about what the positives are yeah. and negatives, then we'll actually go into specifics later. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, so I thought, it was well acted by Andy Serkis and uh, Caesar. Sorry, I, I, yeah, I thought Caesar was a really good character. Yeah. I, what I liked about it was that they actually got a character who had literally no dialogue, yeah. and uh, you know they made him the central character of the mm-hmm. story. And you could have easily done it from James Franco's perspective, mm-hmm. but I thought it was really well done in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought when the action did occur, I thought it was really impressive. Yeah. I thought the effects were really good. Yeah. Uh, the story, I like how they've done, how they evolve, how they're going to set this up as a franchise. And uh, I like how they ended it in a way. Like, in the sense, like, it makes sense because what we, because obviously we talk about the trailer before, and like, it doesn't even make sense how these chimps will take over the world. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody says. Yeah. And I think they pretty much brought up a very viable, very strong, mm-hmm. uh, believable in the sense of, this world that they created where chimps are eventually going to take over the world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In that sense, I think well, the reason how they're going to take over is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And I'm quite looking forward to how they're going to progress that further. But the downfall is uh, the two, the, char- the human characters are just so one-dimensional. Yeah. And okay. not poorly acted, you still have anything to do. Uh, you know, I, I think... In James Franco, I think James Franco did act that quite badly, but it might might be because the characters were really one dimensional. Well, I'm gonna talk about one thing about James Franco, but I'll talk about spoilers because the, there's a bit that I really appreciate about him. I mean, I thought he was pretty much flat. But there's mm-hmm. one part I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frida Pinto, 
literally had nothing to do. Uh, just to be absolutely pretty. Um, <laughs> I like John Lithgow's character. He was... Yeah, I would say he he acted he acted it quite well. I don't know. Yeah, I thought he did. I, th- I thought I, I felt like he acted it quite well. But then again, he also, in a way, he's in a way he played it quite comically. Really? I no. I compared to other representations of Alzheimer's because usually when I see like uh, representations of Alzheimer's in films is and it's acted well, it's like gut wrenchingly like heartbreaking. Whereas that. Uh, I felt he played it well, but I didn't... Maybe because he wasn't on screen that long, I didn't feel that emotionally um, connected to John Lithgow as I thought I would be. Yeah, well, the thing is, right, for me, um, I thought he'd done well. But the thing was, I think they're trying to be a bit light. They didn't want to yeah. make it go too yeah, dark. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the oral, the fact that this franchise is meant to yeah. be pretty grim at the end of the day, this yeah. is the fall of mankind mm-hmm. and... Rise of the Apes. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, when you have that already, you don't want to have like a an actual Alzheimer's that's so depressing that you just can't yeah. watch it. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's a bit sad. I thought John Lithgow. That's the thing. I didn't find it comical. I thought he's comical in some aspects where it's meant to be comical, like what they you know when he's like raises the monkey. You know when he picks up Caesar and he says "Hell Caesar," and you know mm-hmm. that's. I mean, I know it's a funny moment. But it's a light moment, mm-hmm. you know, and this is you know that oddity that the, the Alzheimer's guy has. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and there's uh, you know again Tom Felton. Let's talk about him, Draco Malfoy. Oh my god, <laughs> he was awful. He that was... was some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my whole life. He should be ashamed. <laughs> he should look at himself in the mirror and just give up his fucking. It was awful. Well, you do know he said, uh, oh god, he said in an interview with Harry Potter, he said, they didn't choose for our acting, they chose us for our looks. Yeah. So that I find it pretty funny he said that. Mm-hmm. But um, in this, I thought he was an awful actor as he's in Harry Potter as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he achieves the exact goal what that character set out to do in the story, which is you want to punch well, being an arsehole. Yeah. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just say, right, yeah. I genuinely, I've mo- fuck you, right, don't make that face at <laughs> let me. Let me just say. Yeah, well, yeah, well, why are you talking over me? I wasn't. I, was it's just, pretty I, rude. I asked you one It's question. pretty rude, James. Just, this is how conversations work. Someone says one or two sentences and then the other person talks. Not someone talks for 15 minutes and then the other person I talks. didn't do that. That's what you always do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, I was real quickly say that in all of his films, I always want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. So I always like it when he does get defeated in any way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's still satisfying because I hate him so much. Yeah. So, um... I think he achieves that really well, but he's an awful actor. Yes, he's really badly acted. I, the character just, I really, I didn't really understand why anyone that runs a chimp, let's sanctuary, sanctuary, is that right. the right word, would be so cruel. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I thought they were actually meant to be nice people or something. It, it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense. But, but yeah, okay. So I think. We we can go more into the story now and go to spoilers, mm-hmm. but I just want to quickly say then uh, I would recommend people to watch it. So if they if you haven't right seen it, but what you what we thought of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if you hear this like three day three years down the line, <laughs> uh, at least watch it on DVD or Blu-ray. But um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it, James. Do you I'd, I'd say basically all the the scenes with Caesar for the Caesar Caesar was really well acted, and I did actually feel connected to him 
especially uh, in the latter half of the film when he was uh, developing, you know, and it was in the in the sanctuary being crawling and being with other apes. I really like that, which is it's weird that the character which I connected the most with was um, was someone you know with no lines was a was a chimpanzee, not a human. Um, but I did feel like the other acting around it wasn't great, and the storyline wasn't bad. It's just that maybe. Maybe I'll, I would say it's a little bit plodding, like it kind of. Yeah, I uh, I definitely felt some pacing issues. Yeah, I definitely felt that. Uh, I did think it slowed slowed down areas, and that's uh, why I actually prefer the original Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's being lauded, it's just like, and that's the other detriment to this film. There's not many themes. I mean, there's more. They talk about animal cruelty and yeah. things like that, and it's quite interesting how that film starts. Like you know. Um, I mean, it's not a spoiler, but it's big. I mean, you've seen it. You know, James Franco raises Caesar, mm-hmm. and that's actually a similar story to Project Nim, which is a documentary yeah. mm-hmm. where they actually try to raise a, a chimp and mm-hmm. uh, try to integrate him, and mm-hmm. it turns out he's at the end of the day a wild animal. Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. and you know, it's pretty heartbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. I really am looking forward to seeing it, but that's another thing. But um, you know, so this that's the thing compared to you know, like I said, Pan the Apes had all these ideas of racism and class, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't come up in this. Uh, uh, but I, I, as a story, just as a storytelling, uh, as a storytelling, I thought it was really well done. I thought some of the shots were magnificent, by mm-hmm. you know the you know come after Rupert Wyatt, you know the aerial shots when they. Uh, what well, some of the aerial shots are really good. Yeah. San, the San Francisco Bridge, uh, the gate, War Gate, whatever is that was awesome. The Golden Gate Bridge, uh, the Golden Gate, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that thing. So that yeah. was awesome as well. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of things, but I think now we're just going to move into spoilers. I think. Okay, yeah, sure. um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just go into spoilers. I mean, we'll like to we're not, we'll give it a score actually at the end because I mm-hmm. I rather talk through it. And still, I still haven't decided what the score is. So. <laughs> I think through the story, yeah. I think yeah. I'll figure it out, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so spoilers now. So first thing I'll say is, what did you think of Caesar talking? You, um, it, 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 I didn't really like it that much uh, when I saw it, and when he could, am I be completely spoiling? Yeah, yeah, spoiling. When he first uh, said no, right? That was the first words he said. Like it kind of it annoyed me a little bit, but then I kind of understood why he did it. It's, that's supposed to be like the biggest shock, even though. The reason why chimps don't speak isn't because they're not smart enough to speak. It's because they don't have <laughs> the right... Physiologically. So that doesn't really make any sense. He can't teach himself to speak because he's smart. I was pissed off at the end when he was like, Caesar's whole now. Like, oh, is it? Yeah, because I the no bit makes sense. It's supposed to be there for shock, but him speaking at the end is just like... Just so you can say, oh, by the way, they're going to learn how to speak. It's just... I don't really know oh. what the point of it is. Why would he? Why would he speak English? He lives with. Why would he do that? Why, he talks a sign to James Franco for his whole life. Why would he? That's the. La- oh, that's his language. Okay, okay, but you that have, is his language. I know. Okay, well, first of all, I know the whole physiological thing, but yeah. going on with that, I think story-wise, what it's telling you was because uh, Caesar mm-hmm. further con- took more of the ELZ thirteen uh, smoke. Yeah. And that's when he actually started talking, because that's when the revolution happened. Because remember, he opens the canister, and then he rolls it out as well in the in the, uh, in the place, yeah. in the cages. So he's taking it all in, so I think that's why he starts talking. Just, you know, when... like Because after that, that's when he says no, yeah. right? And that's why... I'm not saying physiologically, I'm ignoring that part. Yeah. But I'm saying... I thought it was actually quite a quite heartfelt moment at the when he says he's at home because 
I don't know, but yeah, let me see. Carry on, carry on. But because, and also, because that was the only good piece of acting by James Franco when. <laughs> well, no, no, I'll say it because it was the only good piece of acting when James Franco's face is completely mm-hmm. shocked. Mm-hmm. That you actually believe his shocked face mm-hmm. when you see, he sees it all. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's an awesome bit where the other zookeeper or whatever mm-hmm. is like. He spoke, right? Yeah. And you see that shocked face of yeah. his. And then, you know, James Franco just can't believe it. You know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's a bit, he's a bit, you know, premature shocked by it. But then mm-hmm. when he sees actual reaction, when Caesar speaks, and that, again, I thought it was heartfelt because even though the bond, I think that's another problem. The bonding wasn't that great. I think it's because it wasn't that well written or the problem was that James Franco acting wasn't that great that they didn't form that special bond mm-hmm. that it should have. I mean, the bond was good enough, serviceable yeah. for the, mm-hmm. the story, but I, it could have been stronger for it to be a really heartfelt one. But mm-hmm. I thought it still achieved what it wanted to do. And I thought it was very, you know, somber, you know, the way he just climbs up the tree. And that's the funny thing. The ending as well. Like, I thought the whole film was going to be the ending, like, the actual rise of Penny Apes, where okay, yeah. there's going to be, like, some massive outbreak and monkeys yeah, are going yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. But clearly it isn't. It's mm-hmm. actually a very, you know, it's just an escape film. Yeah. Like, a, you know, escape film where it's just a small, you know, it's a very micro-movement. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, what the other things they entail is, like, you know, the fact that humanity will downfall because they released a virus. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was really well done. Into the I, story, I think that's believable. I mm-hmm. can see that now. That because at the end of the day, the monkeys are not, uh, can't, can't contract it. Even yeah. biologically, it makes no sense. Especially, mm-hmm. they've already, you know, said that they have Two percent difference in yeah. genetics. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they one can become super small, the other can mm-hmm. die, it doesn't make any sense. But I do like that storytelling aspect yeah. of it, rather than you know, I don't know because I don't think. Oh yeah, in part of the Apes franchise, the original mm-hmm. franchise, the 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 plot was there's a Terminator kind of thing where they where the where the the Apes escape from the planet of the apes and travel back in time yeah. and they give birth to Caesar okay. and then Caesar raises an okay. army. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it's Caesar, you know, psych- well, not psychological, but it, he, you know, becomes evolutionary-wise, mm-hmm. he does that. So, so uh, is this this film, is this film going to be a different continue? I like, think, I think it is going to be, the original, th- is it yeah, up to? I, I think it's going to be similar, mm-hmm. but not exactly the same thing as well. Like, uh, like, I think it is a prequel, but a reboot at the same time. Because the way, obviously, because in, cause in The Power of the Apes, like I told you, mm-hmm. Caesar comes through because his parents flew yeah. from space back in yeah. time. When this is a it's just a, it's more of a chemical or a biological mm-hmm. evolution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you have that to look at. Um, God, I was going to talk about something else, but one, is there anything else you want to talk about then? Um... So briefly, just something's really probably quite stupid that just annoyed me. Right. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the scientific process that the company that was developing the drug decided to take. I didn't like that they, um, you know, tried the drug on one monkey <laughs> and then tried to have a meeting. And because that meeting got interrupted by a crazy monkey, they stopped developing the drug. Because the amount of money it costs to develop drugs, you wouldn't work like that. I didn't also like yeah, that. The R&D. I did not like that James Franco was allowed to... St- Steal drugs from uh, yeah, the place. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And basically kill his father. This is the interpretation that the person... You think he killed his father? This is the interpretation that the person that I watched the film with um, thought that's what... 
when they watched that scene, that's what they thought, and I thought maybe that's what happened, but I didn't want to get too deep uh, into I it. I clearly don't see, I mean, I think if my dad or any family member I loved was in that position and I had the power to do something, mm-hmm. and he's so, de- I mean, clearly he's deteriorating to the point, it's insane, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, that's what, he done it to the breaking point, you yeah. know, the caretaker even said, yeah. he shouldn't be here anymore. Yeah. So clearly he was like, either he's going to live or die, because his soul is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Really, that, that's, I mean, you can go into a whole bunch of, spiritual argument there mm-hmm. but in my opinion that's how I they portrayed it in that mm-hmm. film and I think if anyone I would do the same I would do that if I what, think you would steal experimental drugs yeah and if it cured my dad and maybe but you don't would. know what's going to happen do you yeah, no I don't know but it's better than seeing him die anyway he's dying from Alzheimer's anyway I don't I don't know if you would steal an exper- a completely experimental drug that you have no idea what effect it has. I guess that's on true. I mean, clearly because obviously the other drug, the iteration of it, yeah. leads to wild, widespread disease, which yeah. is accurate. And <laughs> well, she doesn't know, and but as a scientist, you probably should know. Yeah, you should know, but it doesn't make sense that what chimps can have, humans can't have. Like, it doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of from chimp testing yeah. to human testing, right? Mm-hmm. I actually remember like couple of years like six months ago I was so broke right? I was mm-hmm. thinking of choosing these like going to this experimental yeah. drug thing mm-hmm. like they locked me up for two weeks mm-hmm. and they just give me a cold like cure thing yeah. and I just get locked up in the basement and mm-hmm. I get paid like two grand mm-hmm. but thank god I didn't take that I mean, <laughs> that would be really fucked up but um yeah just going back to this um yeah, I understand what you're saying about that. I, I think what was more insane was the guy, the CEO. First he was like, no, no, we can't have this. The next second he's like, <laughs> what I love is it's like uh, the fact that James like, uh, James Frank is like, it's working. It's working. Yeah, I know. It's working. I've changed my mind. <laughs> is no one else in the company going to ask why they're all suddenly like uh, starting this of... drug trial? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, those are little things that really shouldn't annoy me. Yeah, but it's because <laughs> the thing is, I think it's similar to X Men in the sense, like, yeah. you know, it takes itself really seriously. Yeah. But then it does these stupid little yeah. it falters in ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it does that. But uh, okay, I think we should. I mean, I know we talk about Andy Serkis' acting, but I thought there were some moments I just want to talk about. I just thought what amazing like you know when Brian Cox is going home and the chimps are all like standing together mm-hmm. and they're like in that you know like a big clique right yeah. and, uh, and then Caesar turns around and gives him daily looks yeah. I thought that was the best shot of the film in mm-hmm. my opinion I thought that was so creepy mm-hmm. but effective at the same time mm-hmm. you know I really felt like holy shit <laughs> this does not look good uh, and you know the thing is you understand Caesar and I think that's what I like about it as well yeah that you're seeing why he's doing the things he's mm-hmm. doing, and he's doing. Really, and that, you know, you clearly see he doesn't want to take it over humanity. Yeah. He actually cares. Like, he didn't kill Tom Felton on purpose. Yeah. Day. He doesn't know electrical conductivity, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, but you know, he he didn't kill the others. You know, yeah, and there's other moments in the films where he stops other chimps uh, trying to kill people, despite the fact that a lot of people still died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he tried. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the thing is, he can't really communicate with them completely yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another moment that I thought was fascinating, and that's what I love. The fact that there's no dialogue and they're telling a story mm-hmm. through it made the, you know, the fact that uh, the whole escape thing, but the other thing was when uh, he greets all of them with their new uh, IQ, basically. Yeah. You know, when they're coming through the cage, yeah. and he, like, checks everyone's eyes. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That mm-hmm. was really something, like... I mean, it was obvious, but it's just so cool the yeah. way they communicated mm-hmm. storytelling that way, rather than just have like someone say, "Why are their eyes all green?" You know, you have someone like like Tom Felton yeah. or Brian Cox like, 
Mm. Green eyes, you know. It's there a... is one uh, thing that I want to complain about in terms right. of dialogue. That whenever Caesar was speaking to James Franco, they did the thing where Caesar would say the thing and James Franco would repeat basically what he said yeah. back to Caesar, which is really bad uh, dialogue. People don't speak like that. He wouldn't do that in real life. There was no reason why they couldn't have subtitled uh, what Caesar was um, uh, signing because they subtitled it later on the film when he's talking <laughs> to the orangutan. Like, yeah. that's one of the, like, that's, like, a really big, like, that's, like, a big rule of, like, dialogue writing. You're not supposed to, like, say the other person's bit of the conversation to explain it because people don't speak like that. Well, I'm kind of confused. Like, so, if say if you uh, answered the phone. Right. In films, sometimes they do a thing where they're like, oh, hi, mum. Oh, no, I'm not coming home right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Oh, you want me to come home? I can't. Cause, yeah, like, but, but some parts, it is subtitled, though, did they? But the thing was, they don't know James Franco when he was talking to Frida Pinto because Frida Pinto said, what is he saying? No, yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. But right. he, he said back to, like, Caesar went, like, oh, am I coming home? Uh, when he first went, oh, and he said no, no, you're not, no, coming. you're not coming home right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I get so it. they can I, say what, okay. so we can understand what Caesar's saying, which I think is shitty because they didn't need to do it because they had subtitles later on. But yeah, but they have subtitles at that moment. That's the whole thing. Say it again. They didn't have subtitles. They, they didn't. Yeah, but I'm saying they could have done that. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. That that makes sense. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess. But I think it was also to the point of view of what the Brian Cox was. Uh, you know, because Brian Cox was standing there, so was Tom Felton, so they could have understood what he was saying as well. I mean, maybe. Possibly. I mean, maybe. maybe because just... I get it from because if they share from the point of view of James Franco, then yeah. it's understandable they do subtitles. Because it's showing it as a point of view from Caesar, and but he didn't. He did it in the forest uh, when they first went to the redwoods, right? Um, and I can't remember another time they did it when James Franco was speaking to Caesar. But they seem to own when James Franco was speaking to Caesar. James Franco always repeated back to Caesar what uh. he'd said before, okay. which kind of annoyed me. Uh, another thing I just want to go watch over then is um, I like how the references they make back to kind of the Apes. Like um, mm-hmm. I like some, uh, okay, not the other, not the Tom Felton one. That was okay. all. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not going to talk about that one. Jesus. <laughs> the, yeah, uh, basically, uh, well, you've seen it, but you know that was pretty atrocious. Yeah. Just the way he says it, and he just. Especially when you have someone like Charles Heston yeah, saying that. It's a classic line. It's mm-hmm. an awesome line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, a, you know, the fact that they call, you know, in Planet of the Apes, Charles Heston's called Bright Eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this, the Caesar's yeah. mom is called... Yeah. I think Caesar's mom is called Bright Eyes, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I Actually, that's the other thing. Uh, the design of the apes is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the guy with the weird blurry eyes and yeah. Scarface yeah. kind of thing. He is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. I love the big apes in yeah, it. Yes, because they gave the apes like kind of an individual look rather than saying, let's just make one ape and then repeat it over and over again. Yeah, and, uh, and also like how, you know, Caesar becomes the leader of the group yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he fights off and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. And again, with no dialogue, it works. Mm-hmm. I love the the dialogue between the, rang- the orangutan and it. Mm-hmm. Even it doesn't make sense how orangutan can converse that way because... Uh, because he's not that... Because even as a circus one, mm-hmm. he can't... The fact he communicates as a human being, in a human way, if you... You know, as a, you know, as a sign language. Yeah. Because he's talking and saying... But I love when he says, why cookie rocket? <laughs> Which is the most <laughs> random thing. <laughs> I love that. It's like the most random thing, but it worked. But, um... Because... Because it was a... Because... Oh, sorry, I know this is from the documentary as well, but, like... Well, it wasn't from the Project Nim documentary. Yeah. But they teach... 
chimps are sign language, yeah. right? But it's only because they condition them yeah. in a way to talk. Yeah. So this is all the conditioning. Yeah. This is actual dialogue. Yeah. But, you know, they would say, like, feed me yeah, when yeah. they're actually hungry. That's mm-hmm. conditioning. That's mm-hmm. fine. But this is not conditioning. There's yeah. no conditioning to when another lady's yeah, talking, yeah. you yeah. know. So it doesn't make sense uh, in that way. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a little nitpicks, mm-hmm. but overall, I thought the story was. I thought it was a well-told story. Still, mm-hmm. had a bit of a, it was plodding, like you mm-hmm. said. I agree with that. Uh, Caesar was amazing. Yeah, in my opinion, just really, I thought easily the most amazing CG character I've seen mm-hmm. yet so far. Easily, yeah, the effects were great. Got to give a big up to Weta, mm-hmm. and the it cost only a hundred, less than a hundred million dollars to make this film. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I found really fascinating. Like. A big budget. It's still a big budget, but yeah. it looks a, it looks big as most big budget films I've seen this mm-hmm. summer. I mean, its action is pretty coherent, and yeah, again, another little bit I loved was uh, when Caesar is leading the you know the army, yeah. and uh, there's a, when he rides on the horse, he yeah, has a callback really again. Good. Yeah, and there's a callback again to Planet of the Apes, yeah. and I really love that. And mm-hmm. uh, also, I do find it convenient they just fog fog on the Golden Gate that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate would have shit on if it did, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I just want to say something about. So you said you liked the uh, the callbacks that they had. Some, the the mo- most of them. So like um, stuff like uh, you know they mentioned they had a the space mission in it. Yeah, but I hear a setup. That's that, a setup. That that kind of thing. Yeah, when I saw it in the film, I thought, oh, that's kind of annoying. Look, they're just trying to like call back to the right. film, blah, blah blah. Let the film be its own film. But it th- makes sense if there's gonna be a film in the future that they would do that. Yeah, yeah. But I do get annoyed sometimes when they uh, hark back to things in the past just for the sake of it, yeah, just yeah. to be, you know, give it a nod. Which is why, which is kind of why that uh, line by Draco Malfoy was. Oh, that's so stupid. That's stupid. No, I completely agree with that. But you know, the funny thing was, I didn't watch it. I didn't. I watched this before mm-hmm. I watched Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So for me, it actually was more rewarding to watch Planet of the Apes because, yeah. like, okay, I get the references yeah. now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. rather than me thinking, oh my god, the reference to cutting bright eyes. Because yeah. I put that might be annoying someone. Yeah. If someone kept saying bright eyes, mm-hmm. especially if someone said, "Get your hands off me, damn dear." Yeah. Like that didn't bother me the, in the film. Yeah. Until I watched the original. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, oh, now I know why I'm yeah. annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I, you know, I think the only good actor in it was Brian Cox, and he was very mm-hmm. little in it. Mm-hmm. But I just I think he's still always an awesome actor. Mm-hmm. He's basically evil, but mm-hmm. and you know I think he's pretty good. I just quickly mention about Brian Cox's, even though um, you know we say these guys who do the shelter for these animals, these monkeys, yeah. right? They're usually pretty nice. I think it's because he's lost faith in chimpanzees the way because mm-hmm. he, he's. You know, the way he says to James Franco, he's gonna, he's gonna, you're gonna miss him more than he's gonna yeah. miss you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's more out of like, you know, just him being lethargic and he just doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's just one argument for Brian Cox's character anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think just basically in summary, I thought it was an okay film. Really liked Caesar, like, so Andy Circus really did really well with it. Right. Uh, feel emotionally like involved with him. Uh, I thought the film did pick up uh, in the second half. Uh, right. uh, so yeah, that's basically my views on it. Cool. Um, would you like to see sequels then? Um, I'm undecided. I don't think that sequels would be warranted. To be. I don't. I don't <laughs> think. It, I think. <laughs> I think it because it's the way I viewed it. At least right. it served its it served itself to you know set up for. Um, 
the original Planet of the Apes. Okay. So, like, in the original Planet of the Apes, when in the actual first film, if you just watch that, you don't know why it's the Planet of the Apes, do you? They never tell you. So, really. that's kind of like... So, that's like a mystery, and then that kind of, like... This film is there, you know, almost as a setup for right. for why that happens. And I wouldn't want to. I don't. I wouldn't know what kind of permutations I want to go through. I can't imagine how good it's been. Like in my mind, at least, I built up how the Planet of the Apes could come around. Yeah, so yeah. Now you intelligent, and this is how the human population will go down. Blah blah blah. And anything else will blah blah blah. Like <laughs> pandering to getting some more money. Yeah. Um, when I was when. I was leaving the cinema, someone that was sitting near me actually said, Oh, that film was good. Uh, <laughs> they should do a sequel, which was quite funny because I don't think they realised that this is a, all like. They already a had a sequel, yeah. They so already, already, like, there is a film that they can watch right. that would be the sequel. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, I think that. I, I know they will make a sequel. Yeah. I, if they clearly kink out the story issues they had in this like you know mm-hmm. just the little nitpicks I had with it hopefully improve the human characters mm-hmm. I would like to see if the humans actually do come back I hope it's like Caesar stays alive long enough because yeah. I find the characters so fascinating mm-hmm. I hope he is alive long enough mm-hmm. to the point where human has humankind has fallen down yeah. and you know basically 10 years later kind yeah. of thing and you know, so because the Icarus is lost and mm-hmm. if they come back 10 years I think that's more interesting than mm-hmm. travelling in time mm-hmm. so they realise that at home but everything's gone so it's yeah. more like a so it is post it's more post-apocalyptic compared yeah. to uh, Planet of the Apes where mm-hmm. it's where they're not dealing with the post-apocalypse mm-hmm. part they, they just realise it is a post-apocalypse yeah. whereas in this I mean I know we've done a lot of post-apocalyptic films anyway mm-hmm. but it would be interesting because at the end of the day, if they, because because what I see from the original Planet of the Apes is it looks like everything got destroyed because of nuclear warfare. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, I don't think that's the reason. I think it looks like humans just die, yeah. right, from disease. Possibly what could lead to is further warfare, yeah. where they accuse everyone for mm-hmm. biological warfare, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm hoping is they don't destroy the land and you have the houses mm-hmm. and maybe... A, eventually you know basically what left out Tim Burton's ending mm-hmm. where you know they've actually ad- taken into society yeah, and they've yeah. taken the houses mm-hmm. I mean that would be interesting mm-hmm. it's a different take it's a mix of both the original and the remake mm-hmm. and I don't hate the remake mm-hmm. I just don't think it's just not that like, good but yeah. I, I like yeah, I liked, I did like the ending because I mm-hmm. thought it was so crazy yeah, especially because really it was a really crazy because <laughs> the thing is Tim Roth's character Caesar turns out to be Abraham Lincoln <laughs> which makes no sense I mean yeah. I don't get what's going on there but uh, yeah so in that sense I'm interested if they play around with it again like they did with this prequel yeah. but you obviously just make it a bit sharper mm-hmm. make it, hopefully get actors good enough to play like that Charles Heston role mm-hmm. obviously not get someone who's trying to emulate him because you're mm-hmm. not going to but get someone who's that enigmatic not enigmatic charismatic really mm-hmm. and has that amazing screen presence if we get someone like that I would really look forward to that being the sequel yeah. or because I don't I don't think I'm looking forward I won't look forward to them with the world already taken over like the world collapsing like the outbreak kind of thing yeah it really does depend on where what kind of um, period they pick uh, it will definitely and whatever, what they do pick would lend itself to what kind of film it is what themes they put into it but 
Yeah, yeah, I think no, I understand. Yeah, I hope yeah, I hope it has more thematic response yeah. to it as well. Uh, yeah, because it'd be interesting if apes do actually just replace mm-hmm. exactly what the humans do. Do mm-hmm. they then again like follow policies like capitalism mm-hmm. and do they you know watch TV shows and waste <laughs> their lives? Are yeah. they basically like us and yeah. you know adhere to the bullshit we mm-hmm. basically go through every daily life really? Yeah. So that would be kind of interesting if to take that over. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't imagine how the space crew would survive that. <laughs> but um, overall, okay, so I really like this film. Good acting, good action, slow, some issue with pacing, uh, some uh, bad acting from the humans, mm-hmm. and bad character development through that. But mm-hmm. overall, Caesar was really compelling. I would give this film a 3 out of 4. Okay. So, uh, James, what do you think of it? And what's I, your rate? Um, like I said before, Super okay, I give it a two out of four. Really, two out of four. Okay, mm-hmm. I think at least give it two point five. So, nah. uh, okay, so that's the end of the episode. Thank God, because I'm absolutely knackered. Hopefully, <laughs> and the other thing is, this is another short episode, and I think we're gonna keep it this way. See yes, you. finally, listen to me. Yeah, I listen to him. <laughs> Hopefully, Dave will start downloading. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, my hopefully you enjoyed it, my fellow umpers. Or as James likes to put it, the unpets. The unpets. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you can... Oh, yeah. Re- review us on iTunes if you can. Uh, you know, send us an email if you ask any questions on uh, mm-hmm. the ump at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Or you can go to our blog on uh, the... Oh, God, was it? Theump.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go to Twitter for James yeah. Nostra James. Yeah. I'm uh, at broken underscore engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, who was not with us, sadly, he's not dead, uh, was uh, at Alec Nick, but he usually never uses it. And same <laughs> with uh, Ify as well, with I Ahmed 786 So uh, that's the end of the show. Oh, one last thing. I've got a new uh, blog. Uh, it's called filmsblackpeoplelike.blogspot.com. <laughs> yeah. And it's about films that black people like. It's pretty funny. It's, you know, off- offensive as hell. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. James Black, is, is, it was, it's allowed. Uh, actually, I started, uh, I mean, you know, I talk about me doing a bit of photography. And uh, for people who are not on my social networking thing, they can basically access that through my blog spot as well, which has the worst title, which James would laugh at. La- laugh at. La- laugh at? Well, not laugh at it, sir. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's called Behind... The hive mind behind the hive mind, and what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. I just, <laughs> thought, I just thought it sounded interesting. It's better than the ump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's behind the hive mind dot Um, yeah, just leave comments on it if you think shit <laughs> and if it's good, uh, you know, either way. And if you can give me better tips, I appreciate that because you know, this is me just uploading it just to see what you know if I'm actually any good and I see a consensus really if I'm actually improving or. I'm absolute wank. <laughs> so, uh, and James would like to know how racist is he getting through each post he posts. I'm, I'm quite racist. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we want to know: is it Nazi level? It's a you know a ignorant level, or is it? It's just... really like uh, it's um it's like David Starkey level racism. Well, I'm not gonna ask that. What that reference is? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the end. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please tell other people to download and listen. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, d- uh, that's it. That's the end. Yay. And uh, hopefully, we will be rising with the up. <laughs> Thank you for clapping over that, you did. Well, no one wants to listen to your words. 